Yes! It's time. It's Tuesday. It's like 2 p.m.-ish. That must mean it's time for Let's Get Loose and Stay Loose with Ben and Jeff. That's right. That's the name we agreed upon. Months ago when we started this show. Through scientific research and the top executives, business, marketing. Yep. Advertising. They all agree. Yeah. Advertising came in and said... So get loose, stay loose. That's that. Now that's a name we can make some money with. And we were like, I want some of that. And they were like, You already you, get paid to work here. Yeah, you get a small fraction, but we're going to be taking a lot. And of I it. was like, Oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> that's right. How's it going, Jeff? It's good. It's good, Ben. It's going good. Yeah, just uh, hanging out, man. Yeah, Living my life. Like, weather kind of all over the place. Yeah, it got real cold and windy these past few days. It's been down in the 20s up up north uh, lately. And, yeah, windy. Like, my I, uh, so my front door um, does not latch. You know, all the the houses in Petaluma are built on Adobe. (laughs) So they shift all over the place. So, like, and and everything swells and, you know, like like wood will do. So there are some months of the year where everyone's front door doesn't quite latch because it just gets offline. And mine is like that right now. I mean, you can still lock it, all that other stuff. Yeah, but it's it's crooked. It's crooked. You don't uh, want a crooked door. Right. Uh, and so, you know, like my wife will go out. She'll, you know, go jogging. She'll go out, do something, and not lock the door. Sometimes if she's jogging, she might not have the key with her, so right. I have to leave it unlocked. And so it's just this constant, like, oh, shit, the door, the front door blew open again. I got to go. There are ghosts. So it's been a very... Yeah. Oh, I'm really sorry then for what happened at the end of the bombcast. Yeah. No, that's... I've been on edge about these spirits lately sounds like you have some ghost problems got nothing but ghost problems uh yeah that's been that's been basically what's been going on been doing my thing working out i bought a uh component cable for playstation 2 oh i thought it was like those stretchy bands that you stretch. no that's what is that that's for i thought that's what isobaric that's like when you grab your arm and go like this muscle confusion man what your bi might. Yeah, yeah. Getting strong over there. Yeah. Getting swole, I believe is the term. I'm doing toe PT. Yeah. So what I is it? To like bend my top of my foot. Like grab grab just it like with your grab hand. Grab the and base just... of it right below where right where the toes meet the foot. Mm-hmm. And just like hold it down for 10 seconds, pull it up for 10 seconds. Let me tell you, up. Up, not up, pleasant. not good. Yeah. Down, pretty fine. Up, not good. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, gets a little bit bitter every day. Yeah. Is that like a daily? Like you have that's, that's three times, now, three times, three times a day. A day. Okay. Yeah. So and I'm also supposed to start doing contrast baths, where you dip it in hot water for ten seconds and then cold water for ten seconds, which is supposed to reduce the swelling. Okay. Did you just like buy a series of buckets to achieve I don't have that? Any buckets what, yet? How do you? Well, so just like you put your foot up in the sink and you got the cold water running there, and then down man, in the shower a, you got hot water. It was an eventful toilet and, and sink might actually be better. I think I have to do toilet and tub maybe. Okay. Um, we were going to buy some two little tubs for me, but there was a car accident and then it was just like, well, can we get tubs delivered yeah, and the, the, the tub, tub economy closed. Telling you this gig economy is ruining tub delivery. Yeah. You just need to get on. You just need to fiver yourself some tubs. Just say, I'll make you a tub make for $5. For $5. If you Please want to no not racial slurs. six. Yeah. Yeah. The, the classic Fiverr sign-off, please no racial <laughs> slurs. 
absolutely. So, hello everyone out there in the chat room live. We've got instructions on how you can get a question to us uh, via Discord if you want to come on the show and talk with us for a little while. And if you're taking minutes on when in the podcast Ben will hit himself on the desk that he's sitting at, it is right now. It happens every episode, but it's right now for this one. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm okay. That's at least it'll uh, take your uh, mind off the foot. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I guess for some some period of time. Uh, let's see. Hmm. This old console says further to the podcast nickname discussion, which genre nicknames would you like to see changed? Um I don't really have a problem with I, for me, it, it's the ones that are kind of just like unwieldy and weird to say that have then been shortened in really bad ways. Like, I think the term shmup super sucks. It's fucking terrible. I like it. Uh, you would. Um, I would. And I think shoot 'em up is not any better either anymore. Like, shoot 'em up is a thing that, like, an arcade operator that had never played a video game before, but ah, these games, you just the shoot 'em ups. You just it's the not one of the driving ones. It's yeah. not one of the fighting ones. It's not ones. the driving ones. It's the shoot, the shoot 'em ups, the drive 'em ups. Uh, and then uh, I think beat 'em ups is actually my problem. I have a problem with that for the exact same reason. Uh, that's why we've gone with the term brawler uh, for those types of games, generally speaking. But uh, I don't know. Video game genres are so. 15 years ago now that everything is everything it's like this is our shooter with a, a bunch of driving stuff in it and also everything is an rpg now because everything's got stats and all this other shit like you know nothing is very few games are just straight genre pieces anymore it's like fighting games and driving games are kind of the sports yeah. sports games i guess you know uh esports someone's saying how about splatformers i don't What's that? I don't. I'm not sure. The Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Then that's pretty good. There's not a lot of platforming in Splatoon, though. It's not like you're. Shot. I guess the single player has a bit of a, a platform sort of thing. Yeah. Paul W. Graham says, "With loot boxes becoming politically hot, how do you feel about the IRL equivalents like baseball cards and collectible card games?" Yeah, blind packs are kind of fucked up across the board. Um, I don't know. My dad and I collected baseball cards for a while in the 90s. Um, and it was fun in a way, but also he would go overboard and like he was, you know, there's a while there that he was coming home with like a full box of unopened packs of upper deck, like three nights a week or something. And we would just sit there and open them all. So like, you know, you you got everything eventually. We even pulled... We got we got one of the Hank Aaron autographed cards out of a pack once. We got one of those. Ooh. And and there was only like 700 and something of those. And we traded it for we we were big into Will Clark. San Francisco Giants owned Will Clark and we traded it for some relatively rare Will Clark cards that went on to be worth let's call it nothing. Damn near nothing probably. Um whereas I bet that Hank Aaron card, that upper deck signed Hank Aaron was probably probably still worth sort of something. Let's see. Uh, I forgot. I forget what game this is, but uh, Forte EXE21 says, would you trust a publisher's future game slash mod if they released something with malware that steals your passwords out of Chrome 
if that thing only catches pirates. They put some I, man, I should look this up. A company put something into their game um, that is if you if it detects that you are pirating the game, it then attempts to steal all your Chrome passwords. That's what game? What I like? I'm gonna type. Okay, that's, here's that's here's here's first my, of all, it's crazy that it can access those. Yeah, but that's you know that's what malware does. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to, okay, I'm going to try and Google this. I'm typing in video game malware Chrome passwords. <laughs> Download. Safe search off. EXE. Uh, it was a flight sim. Uh, it was a mod for a, f- for flight from flight sim labs. It was a hundred dollar add on for flight simulator X that simulates the A320X. According to bleepingcomputer.com, your home for people that managed to SEO well for the term video game malware Chrome passwords. Um, I think that's fucking crazy. And no, absolutely not. That's that like, if that's something they're like willingly doing to be like, oh, yeah, well, they stole our stuff. So we're stealing theirs like, no, that well, OK, fuck that. Like, why would I trust you with anything? Yeah. Escalation is not usually the answer. Yeah. Did you see that one malware that was like. You have to pl- get a high score in a Tohu like shooter game. Like you could pay the oh, guy or a Bitcoin, right, or whatever. Or you could get like beat his score in a like bullet hell yeah. shooter. That's terrible. <laughs> I hate it, but yeah, I also kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's culturally interesting, right? It's a nightmare that is reflective of the nightmare in which we live daily. Um, let's see here. How are you doing over there? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm doing so good, in fact, that I've made a new friend. Do you want to talk to them? Let's talk. Hello, you're live on the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's you. It's your time to shine. Your, your circle's not even lighting up. Okay. Let's, I'll, we'll touch back in on this caller. Okay. Later. Uh, Swapbot says, have games as a service effectively replaced MMOs? So, yes. Like, yes. Like, if you were making an MMO, MMO today, you would not make it the way you made it then. The way they made it then with, like, hey, here's an individual server, and we've got racks of these things and all this other stuff. Like, even World of Warcraft doesn't work that way anymore. So, like, the the classical concept of an MMO has kind of been replaced as technology has improved. Um you know, so you think about it in terms of just like where are the spots in an MMO where you used to always see other players, and it's like in towns. So it's like okay, towns become lobby servers in a sense, and then you're getting these groups together and going off into the world. I mean, that's what Guild Wars uh, One basically was, right? Like you saw other humans in town, but yeah. then you left town, it was all instanced. Um, and these hybrids that are that are you know kind of taking ideas of mmos but you know kind of doing it in more modern ways it's just more cost effective for the developer in terms of just like running servers and all this stuff you don't need to um so i think game design has evolved in a way that i think by and large can make for better games but there's something to be said for encountering other players out in the world at random i think that's cool and that's what i miss from um some of the stuff that's that's out there now you would see a little bit of it in like destiny if you were in the right areas you would see other human players but like 
you know, that'd be cool in something like Monster Hunter. Like you connect to a session, but then you never see any of those players unless you're it's it's some of that stuff's just really strange. So I think, you know, you miss out on the on the and maybe depending on the, your game design, maybe you don't want random strangers showing up and fucking things up because that's what they do. They're strangers. Um, but yeah, I, I think just, you know, the the approach to how we get players together for multiplayer has definitely evolved in ways that don't require you to go, oh, this server only supports 1,500 players. What are we going to do? You know, like all this sort of stuff. Like just stuff has kind of grown and, and changed. You got anything? How how you how you doing over there? Let's find out how okay. we're doing over there when we talk to our next caller. Hello, you're live on the show. What's your name and where are you at? Hello, my name. Sorry, my voice is uh, weird. Um, my name's Chris uh, from Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind? Uh, so I had a qu- question, and this is a question I've I've had for probably I don't know when did Cuphead come out? Like October? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. That yeah. Right. So I, so maybe it's just just because I've been I've been following Giant Bomb for a while, but it seems like in my bubble, because you and Vinny are both colorblind, and, mm-hmm. and you guys have set up a situation where you're able to talk to a lot of developers. You guys, at least to me, were important in kind of getting like colorblind standard in, in a lot of games, and like. A, a lot of that too has to has to do with, um, like people going to packs and actually meeting developers and stuff like that. Right. But I was just curious, like, how how do you sit down with people and like tell them that this thing is important to you, but also like not get upset when they don't ever want to put in colorblind mode or whatever you know i think i don't know that i've ever encountered a developer that didn't want to solve the problem um, right you know and, and when when stuff like that does come up and, and, it, and it has like we, we had the the cuphead developers in here and I, I mentioned it like hey i totally can't see this thing in your game and they were like yes we we know like they're they're almost always aware of the situation as well um so you know you like you know people are getting through to them it doesn't take me uh or, or Vinny necessarily to kind of do that they're, they're usually kind of aware uh, of of the situation um i think in the in the situation of the cuphead devs like it sounded like that they had some ideas that they wanted to explore that would that would kind of fix the issue um and i don't know that i don't think they've implemented anything i'm not sure where they're at with it but also like they're an incredibly small team so it, at some point they probably have to go like oh this game is crashing for a larger percentage of people than are experiencing this colorblindness thing let's attack it in order and maybe they'll eventually get there. The, the one case I can think of where um, they, you know, like the, the game was built around color was The Witness. Right. Uh, and, and you know, I, it was something I, I, I don't know if that made it into the video. I think that, that might be in the video when, when Jonathan Blow came through. Yeah, um, that was there. Yeah. And, and so we talked to him about it. And, you know, that's a case where I'm looking at it and going like, I get it. Like, I, you know, like this game is about riffs on this concept um and uh, you know like here's one that involves sound to solve these puzzles here's one that involves this to sound this puzzle and so if if you're going to go all the way with that concept you end up in a situation where you're like there's there's kind of not really a great way to solve this problem uh without just kind of solving the puzzles along the way and so you know i i i didn't 
I, I did not get mad at that. It was kind of a bummer uh, when I encountered it in the game, but like the rationale behind it, I, I kind of looked at it and went like, yeah, I guess I, I see where that's coming from. And I didn't, there was so much more to that game that looking up the solutions to those color puzzles didn't actually, um, I, I still really enjoyed that game in spite of that, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right, well, uh, thanks a lot for your call. Thanks, man. Yeah. Take Have a good day. Um, okay staple gun says the author well hmm. oh for uh the author released a free tool to decrypt your drives because it was never meant to be released to the wild i don't know if that's that toho score one oh i think that might be what that is or if it's not the or it's the flight simulator it seems like it would be the flight simulator but but i don't know Sergeant Flips uh, says, is Capcom going to finally lose their FGC and Evo stronghold now that Ark and Bamco have traded their souls to the devil? What does that mean? <laughs> they, they anime? Found, they found, yeah, to an, the anime devil. Um, yeah. um, I don't think Capcom will ever fully... So I don't, I don't think Capcom necessarily has a grip. They're definitely the most influential yeah. uh, game presence there at evo um you know they they've had major announcements they you know they support the show yes uh i don't think they're going to stop supporting the show because they have talked a lot about their esports scene and wanting to grow that and they've they still have street fighter 5 out there to pedal and they're still doing the you know capcom cup and, and, and events like that so i don't think it'll ever fully go away do i see the possibility of like Arxis maybe one day surpassing them. Maybe it's weird because Arxis is a developer that's like much smaller than Capcom, yeah, but much more dedicated in the fighting game scene. Totally, Capcom's got you know Monster Hunters. They've got right, right. all sorts of games. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if if Arxis, Let's just say if Arxis continues its trend upward and Capcom continues its trend of level at best, right. I wouldn't be surprised if one day, like, our, like the main Evo game is a non-Capcom game. It'd be crazy because it's always been yeah, it, Street Fighter or Marvel, like Marvel Two. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, going back, like Daigo was playing the first Guilty Gear in tournament at Evo and like winning early on. Like they, they've always been a part of the show. Right. It's just they've always had like one game. Last year was the first time they had two games. Now they have three games. Yeah. Which is more uh, than Capcom. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, we were talking about a little bit last week, but I think Capcom's next move needs to be Capcom versus Capcom. Like yeah. they need to make a versus game of all the characters make they control. Really fan servicey. Yeah. Make it good. Obviously. Make it good. Like, make it good. But then also just make it like something like that really fucking plays off of everyone's nostalgia for Capcom. Yeah. And, and for the, the versus games at their best. Yeah. You know, in, in terms of gameplay, if not the characters. But, you know, like that's they need to have full control over that thing. Like I, I think that, uh, you know, and, and whatever I, that, that last game has issues that are, you, I would probably squarely put onto Capcom, but at the same time working with a partner, uh, especially one that is as particular as Disney can be with its properties, uh, you know, it's going to limit what you're going to do. And, and, and we saw, I, I, I think that that probably ends up being a bigger deal for the longevity of that game here with what Disney and Marvel is now than uh than the other stuff so i I don't know yeah um 
Let's see here. Game Lord 12 says, are you guys concerned about Windows Core OS starting next year that will sell UWP-only Windows computers? EXEs, as we know them, could be phased out, including your entire Steam libraries, in just a few years. Uh, I'm not... I, I, I think that that's... You know, Microsoft has sold limited versions of Windows before, not necessarily limited in that way, um, but they've sold them, you know, for for people who want, like, a reduced computing experience for, you know, like practically like Chromebook-type situations. Um, the graphics card industry is still too sizable. Uh, too much of game development still relies too much on PCs being PCs. Um, I think for, for that to really take hold in a way that will kind of shut down, uh, the, the way we think of current gaming. Um, I just don't think the rest of the computer, like the hardware industry is going to be interested in supporting something like that to a complete and total degree. Um, if anything, selling an entry-level, base-level version of Windows gives them something that lets them kind of have a, a cheaper thing that competes with the Mac um, in, a, in, a, in a software sort of way. Uh, and then they can say, like, hey, we've got you know cheaper hardware that does the same thing your MacBook does because it's not like you're playing games on that fucking thing. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think, I think that's, that's probably a more likely scenario for, for that sort of stuff. Um, if I had to guess, but yeah, they've done, was it like windows S or whatever for certain territories and all that sort of stuff. So, um, so yeah, how's it looking down there? My man, it's looking good. We got, all right. Try number two. Okay. Here we go. Caller. Are you there? Hello? Hello. Hey. Hi. What's your name? Where are you calling hey. from? Uh, this is Noah. I'm from Detroit. Hello, Noah. How's Detroit going? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fewer fires and shootings right now than usual, so Great. good. All right. I've, I've heard that Detroit is on its way back. Sounds like Oakland. It's, hmm. it's been good lately. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's great to hear. Detroit is, is a fantastic city from what I'm told. I've never actually been there. It's better than people give it credit for. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what's on your mind? So uh, not that long ago, uh, some friends and I decided we were going to go see a concert. It was Thanksgiving uh, Raff's giving, as it were, with one Mr. Neon Icon Riff Raff. Great. And uh, we thought that would be a good time for some reason. Uh, the concert was billed, it was at a local skate park. It was billed as Get Obliterated with Riff Raff, biggest show of the decade, blah, 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 <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So we show up, and uh, things immediately kind of started taking a bad turn. Uh, it, <laughs> Right out the gate, they were claiming that the show was sold out. They were giving free tickets to the first hundred girls at the door. There were not a hundred people there, let alone a hundred girls, and yet our female friends with us still had to pay for their tickets, <laughs> um, which is whatever. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so we get inside uh, the openers for the show. Uh, well, first off, the crowd is. <laughs> It looked like a high school dance. If you looked at the sort of age ranges of the crowd, okay. I'm 24 and I'd say I was in the upper 5% of ages there. Um, that sounds, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There were, par- there were parents looking concerned standing in the corner Great. Uh, as their kids, you know, uh, danced in ways maybe they shouldn't have on each other. That's, you know, uh, Riff Raff is for the children. Right. So the openers were also comprised mostly of kids uh, standing on stage just kind of bouncing up and down 
And eventually, three hours go by. Riff Raff has still not taken stage. Uh, we are getting pretty annoyed. Uh, some people in the crowd start yelling at the dude on stage. Uh, the promoter comes out at some point, says, you know, are you ready? Who'd you come here to see? Uh, pulls out what he claims is a bottle of champagne and starts spraying it over these 14, 15-year-old kids. Fantastic. Uh, and then says, okay, here he comes. 30 minutes later, Riff Raff is still not on stage. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, my friend goes to, goes to go to the restroom. Uh, security guard won't let him uh, use the restroom, says you can't get back here. Uh, my friend is pissed off because they won't let him. We can't leave the venue to go smoke. Uh, there's no alcohol, which mm -hmm. they were expecting. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, now he's being told he can't use the restroom. So he has a fit. Find out later that uh, Riff Raff was using the restroom as a changing room. Okay, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, hmm. Finally, he comes out on stage. Uh, <laughs> immediately, by this point, let's say at least a third of the crowd has left. Of course. Yeah. Uh, from waiting. So what was already a very small crowd is nothing. Um, he comes out on stage. The initial two songs are really bad. More and more people are leaving. It gets down to the point of there's probably 20 of us in this room. <laughs> and uh, we are, uh, our group had been kind of being, been a nuisance, uh, admittedly. And so he has his security guards kind of circling us. So we finally say, you know, fuck this. And we all go to leave. And as we're walking out, he says, you know what? Screw your lame ass city. Uh, I still got paid. Puts the mic down, walks off stage. Great. And uh, in the middle of this, uh, as he puts the mic down, walks off stage, the vocal track for Tiptoeing 2 continues to play. Yep. Uh, so certainly if he was performing, it was over a track if he was performing at all. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty common um, hip-hop tactic you'll see with a lot of lesser groups or groups that have a lot of like physical activity in their set the way an insane clown posse would. Uh, two Live right. Crew also... Uh, two Live Crew put out a live album called As Live As They Want To Be uh, that is great, but also it's, it's them rapping over their own shit. Like, they're kind of yelling along with it in ways that you're like, oh, that's, I mean, you're hitting most of the words, I guess. Um, so there's a, there's a rich and storied tradition of what Riff Raff has done uh, live uh, for you. Yeah. Uh, I would not call his performance particularly active, such that he would need a backing track. Right, yes. Um, but he had one nonetheless. Yeah, see, the, the, you're, you're supposed to just have a crew with you that yells all the words, and they can hold towels and whip them over their head. You know, that, that was always the Wu-Tang thing, is there were just 30 people on stage, and they all knew the words, so Raekwon didn't have to. Uh, right. And and that would usually work out. Um yeah, that's um, that sounds like a riffraff show to me. Uh, you know, th that stuff can be hard in in some cities. I mean, Detroit is like a major city, so it's kind of seems seems like it would do a little bit better there. But I've definitely like living in the suburbs. I've seen a lot of shows go exactly like that, where like a major like a national act comes through on some Tuesday night in your town, um, and nine people show up because the promoter maybe didn't get the word out or or whatever ends up happening. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, thanks for your, call. I mean, what it led to oh. me wondering is just what was your all's worst concert experiences? Because that was thankfully funny enough, uh, that the good memory that was very bad. 
Yeah, you turned into a robot there while you were starting your car. I don't know what you messing around with the keys or whatever, but uh, but yeah. So I, we heard your question. Thank you. Okay. For, thank you for your call. Um, yep. Worst concert. I, I mean, the the one that came to mind as he was discussing that was Insane Clown Posse playing Petaluma. Oh Jesus! At well, Phoenix. At the Phoenix, uh, where they loaded in. Uh, my understanding is that they did sound check. Uh, I don't know if there was an opener for them or not. I assume so, but it was well, we went to go see it, um, and stood there and kept standing there and kept standing there and they never came out and after i think like an hour maybe an hour and a half or something like that um word came down that they were not going to perform and suddenly violent j was sick uh but all the while having known the uh tom who runs the phoenix is a fantastic uh local fixture hell of a guy um like they were constantly asking what the door was like, like how many people had paid. Like they were very like how many people had have shown up to the show and we're not going to do it exactly, if it's not exactly. And so once they got word that the door was X number of, they were just like, no, fuck this. Like we're not, we're not going out there. So do you they, know who we are? They stayed on their bus. They loaded in a trunk full of two liters of Fago, uh, which I still have one of them of, uh, my roommate, uh, stole, two liters of fago out of the icp trunk <laughs> you know what i found out recently what's that fago is like a homestuck thing it's a whole homestuck thing the fago really? crossover the fa the i the, the homestuck icp crossover yeah. i mean it's pretty much the same audience right people who are obsessive people over a, a like bad thing up yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh worst concert experiences uh i've been i mean I haven't had any like catastrophic ones. Uh, I saw Morrissey recently when that sucked. Mm. He was just his opener who I was really excited to see got sick like right before the show. So she couldn't come. So we just watched a bunch of music videos. Okay. And then he got out there and just could not care less about performing. Mm. Um, And uh, let's see. I saw my friend's band CCA play at the... Um, clover, clover creamery is that what it's called? Clover is that yeah, the melted clover. people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The clover uh, creamery in Santa Rosa, and I mossed so hard that my foot ended up next to my head on the ground. Um, that's not supposed so to. So that happen. that personally was a bummer, but I've never had like just catastrophic concert failures. Right. Yeah, I've definitely been to shows where like when they might be giants played Petaluma, no one showed up. Uh-huh. Uh, my friend Glenn promoted that show. He was doing shows at the Phoenix then, and. Yeah, not a lot of people showed up for that huh. show. Uh, I think you got the rentals to play. There was a string of like bands that Glenn was into that he booked for the Phoenix that no that one came out to see. Nobody in Petaluma wanted uh, yeah. to see. Uh, which was a bummer because they were like, yeah, I'll fucking go see the rentals. Fucking yeah, yeah I will. Um, took a bath on that rental show. Oh. But, I mean, I didn't personally, but the Phoenix. Sure. Probably didn't do great that night. Um. Yeah, that ICP show. I mean, whatever. I, so I, I then I, I believe I had already seen ICP live once. Um, which fun story, inspiration for those hockey jerseys. Oh, really? Yeah. Are uh, pe- are we still taking sales on those? Uh, yes, yes. You can still, uh, you can still order a hockey jersey. Uh, so pretend um, you didn't hear the inspiration. Yeah. Um, but it, it was that they were selling weirdly nice hockey jerseys at an ICP show and they were like way more expensive than like a, a t-shirt would be obviously, but it was like, it was a nice item and I bought one and I, don't even, you know, like it was just like this, this is a really 
weird thing. Like this is a, it's like a weirdly expensive hockey. Like this, it's like a nice, it's like a real hockey Jersey. And I just thought that would be fucking cool to do. <laughs> Someone uh, in the chat says, Tool is absolutely the worst concert I've ever been to. Maynard ranted for 30 minutes, played three songs, and left. I mean, that sounds like you got off light. <laughs> like the, the worst thing is like if Tool comes and plays every Tool set, song, yeah. you're like, fuck, whoops. Um, Brinty writes in. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. New to the, new to the, new to the chat. Uh, says, with more and more H games coming to Steam, it's starting to get strange with their rules where it's fine as long as you buy a family version and then have to patch in the real shit. What do you think about this whole thing? It's so weird. Brinty's stealing my collars. Oh. God damn it. We got hentai calls? Yeah, we had we had hentai calls. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Steam is, is getting out there, man. Steam is horny as fuck. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah, but yes, in this weird family-friendly way, where it's like, come to our website to download that real shit. And especially because like, it just appears on the front page sometimes. Yeah. Just I think that says more about your uh, the games you're playing on Steam and the games your friends are playing on Steam. Yeah, the well, algorithm. I'm, I'm using the, work, the shared work computer a lot of times. And mm. I think that is, you know, R- Rory gets in there and... Yeah, he, you know. he says, leave the lights off in the studio. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, I have no problem with the concept of hentai like whatever <laughs> right i mean let me just uh get one more take of that i want to make sure i can okay, isolate right. the audio i don't have any issues with hentai okay great thank you um yeah no like whatever people as, yeah. as far as porn goes whatever people are into and it's not hurting anyone or illegal yeah fucking have fun with it when when you have situations where it's like Here's this 10,000-year-old spirit that happens to look like an 11-year-old girl. Like, that's where I'm like, fucking, yeah. even if it's a cartoon, I'm still like, hey, guys, come on. Yeah. Fucking no. Like, don't. Eh. Yeah. But generally speaking, uh, I, hentai is fine. You know, like, I, I think if they wanted to put the real shit up on Steam and provide the right system of... Uh, uh, hey, we're going to verify your age and make sure you're not like, I, fine, whatever. Like, sell the real shit. I, I don't really care. I don't think those games are particularly fantastic from the bits I've seen slash played. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. yeah, it seems like there it's are easier weird ways yeah. to get hentai on the internet than playing through a light visual novel. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. If you're just looking for like sexy drawings i've got some instagrams for you um, i think it should be like dota where you have to attach your phone number to play ranked instead mm-hmm. now it's just you have to attach your phone number to look at boobs on steam and gabe newell calls you every so often and goes what do you think <sighs> he just calls him <sighs> you seeing this shit <laughs> yes gabe All right, i'll call you later um yeah i don't know it's uh I think it is weird where you've got this stuff that is meant to be this ex- sexually explicit thing being sold in this kind of neutered form, kind of unfettered. I think that's a little strange. Um, and maybe they could do better with age gating and, and how they present that material. But I, I, I could see them finding ways to present that material where they then say like, hey, yeah, just sell your stuff. Like just you don't have to 
go to some website to download this patch or they're not going to sell the patch for money on top of it or whatever, um, which I think some places were doing for a little while where it's like, you want to see the real shit? It's another 30 bucks. Right. You're like, what? But I already, but I, that's the worst scam in the world. They get you through the door and they're like, oh, by the way, you're going to need a room too. That's Yeah, could you imagine like going to a strip club and it's just a big curtain there that's like, no, actually. Yeah. Actually, no. That I mean, you paid the cover, but like, hey. You got to the building. Yeah, you got to the building. Good There's work. There's pictures of the uh, models, like the headshots of the models around. Yeah. And someone comes out wearing, you know, a, a, a lady comes out wearing a jumpsuit and is dancing <laughs> in, in like a like an orange prison jumpsuit. Like a parka. Which works for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. <laughs> you got anything uh anything going back there i as a matter of fact do have a caller on the line caller what's your name where are you calling from hi i'm andy calling from texas hi texas andy, hi, andy. what's on your mind a lot of monster hunter lately yeah believe it or not that's um, uh, that's a game yeah so now <laughs> the first monster hunter game that i played was the wii u one that came out years ago and i didn't really get into it yeah but this new one good and uh i've been playing it a lot so now i'm finding myself thinking back to monster hunter 4 ultimate on the 3ds and give that a try Mm. and i found myself with a copy of it all of a sudden so uh yeah i think i'm probably gonna start playing that so i've been wondering um like franchises i like movies games whatever that you came to late what are some franchises that we came to late hmm dragon ball z <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh yeah. same here actually i i started watching kai uh about two weeks before you started the podcast yeah good time did you see that it sold out on amazon yeah, that first uh, first Blu-ray suddenly got expensive. <laughs> Did not know it. Time bomb effect in action. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Uh, I'm sure the release of the game probably also has a greater effect sure. on that than than we do. But who knows? Uh, the podcast is doing quite well, so who knows? Um, also, Kai not available for streaming in a lot of places. Really? So it's not on the you know it's not on Crunchyroll. It's not on. I think there is one place like that is Funimation. Maybe I don't think it's even on there right now. I'm not sure. Huh. I tried searching around for it, Hulu. and, and, and that it's not on Hulu. Okay, it was at one point on Hulu, I think, uh, and that is what ended up driving me to like start thinking. Well, I'm gonna have to buy these Blu-rays, I guess. And, as anyone would, as any yeah, that's, that's just how it had to go. Um, yeah, I mean, Monster Hunter is definitely something. I I mean, I I tried Monster Hunter along the way um and and gave that a go but uh big one for me is guilty gear like Mm. i never played any of those old guilty gears or blaze blue before um the newest uh not exert two but the the newest hot new guilty gear Mm -hmm. um revelator yeah yeah and so i kind of like was like oh maybe i'm gonna go back and play like x2 or you know i don't know that any of the other names of them i know x2 is a one people like yeah but yeah so that was fun being able to like go back and see some of the same characters some different characters mm. that's always cool uh, yeah um but i don't know like that's that's kind of the thing of of doing this job like you kind of encounter a lot of stuff over the years so i mean this is the first monster hunter that i've been into and 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 played um but you know you, you see him come and go for sure uh 
And I think the reason why this one is taking off is because they've made it a better game. So I, I yeah. wonder, you know, going back to that 3DS game, I, I wonder what sort of time you'll have. That, that would be an interesting uh, experiment, I guess, to see. Like now that you've kind of wrapped your mind around all of the systems, go back and see them in their prior form and, and see how it goes, right? Yeah, because like a lot of the item management I wasn't into, the fact that in the, I think it was three that was on the Wii U, um, didn't have mounting monsters. Right. So got the game originally thinking, okay, this is going to play like Shadow of the Colossus. It's going to be great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, that uh, that didn't quite work out. So the yeah. four on, on the four ultimate on the 3ds was the first one that introduced mounting so that's a plus but it still has the room-based map navigation which i'm not a huge fan of yeah that stuff really rubbed me the wrong way having to like collect whetstones was something that or cooking like i don't think i've cooked anything or at least not in the field like the whole like roasting a steak or roasting meat in in the middle of a fight like i've never i have not done that once in world I recently uh, switched out the uh, shortcut on the on L to the shock trap instead of the BBQ spit. Yeah, that's that's probably smart. I have not really experimented with the traps yet, uh, but but I should probably give that a go. Thank you for your call. You have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Yeah, I've I've uh, I am still enjoying Monster Hunter World. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm glad I, I've put more time into it. I'm still not high rank yet. Mm. I just got to the the toxic lands. Yeah. Okay. I think you're getting there. Yeah. Uh, my friend bought a PS4 just to play Monster Hunter with his friend from back home, and he was like, "Play with me." And I was like, <laughs> "If you literally bought a console for a game, like I feel like I should play it with you." Yeah. Um, might might as well. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh," and I switched weapons. I'm a bow guy now okay yeah Yeah. that's yeah then you can be that fucker that's knocking me out of my attack animations by making rocks and shit fall from the sky yeah fuck yeah great great looking forward to um let's see here swell gibson says blitz gets its props nba jam gets its props how come wayne gretzky's 3d hockey does not get its props i that was a good hockey game uh the 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 3d one specifically they did um NHL Open Ice, I think it was called. Uh, there was a 2D, like a, a sprite-based hockey game that Midway did uh, prior to Gretzky, which I guess maybe Gretzky was Atari instead of Midway, but when they were buying, I forget what it was. Uh, yeah, that was a good fucking hockey game because it was basically NBA Jam, but hockey. <laughs> um, did, it, did it have a arcade presence? Yeah, there was an arcade version and N64 also. Because I was going to say, I've never seen it. It had a big glowing button for probably speed boost or something like that. It was like kind of weird, like weird control. I feel like that might lead to it not getting props is more limited exposure. And hockey is a harder sell than football and basketball to begin with. Oh, yeah. For Americans. Yeah, for, for, yes, for the audience, certainly. But like the, but hockey rules boil down really well into something that you can just like inherently understand. And it's got fighting. And it's got fighting. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun when they do it right. There was that game... NHL Rock the Brink that EA put out on the PlayStation 1 uh, that was like an arcade-style hockey game that I, I really I liked quite a bit. Uh, then Midway did NHL Hits after Blitz was a success, and the Hits games were never quite as good as you wanted them to be. Um, 
Purple Mustache writes and says, what do you guys think about the resurgence of vinyl, especially video game soundtracks on vinyl? <sighs> yeah. Like, I get, I get vinyl. I do, I do personally have, have a big attachment to it. My mom has like a, she, she used to work for a, a fairly prolific uh, concert promoter. Mm-hmm. And because of that has a huge collection of both like classic albums and like just stuff she recorded and stuff like the bands left laying around like demos and yeah. stuff like that. And I, you know, get very nostalgic for just the crackle and, yeah. and stuff. You should, digi- would, you should digitize all that stuff. Yeah, that's and, the and, thing. Like, and get it out there. Oh well, yes, I, sh- I should, should do you that. Should, you should get it from your mom, and, and well, yeah, I, 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 I believe I have ownership of it. That's weird. We don't need to talk about okay. that. All right, but uh, yeah, there, there is some really cool stuff in there that, that should be digitized, and I, 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 I do understand like the higher quality stuff. What I don't get is stuff like game soundtracks or like movie soundtrack. Like, I don't know. There's, there's something to me of like if the product was purely digital to begin with. I don't understand why you need a vinyl of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the video game soundtrack on vinyl thing doesn't interest me at all. Uh, that was like, there was a, a record label that was doing a lot of them that would send them to me. And when Danny O'Dwyer was here, I would just give them all to him. It's like, here, you want this? It's Fallout, I guess. I don't know. On a record. I don't know what you do with that. Uh, and yeah, I, I just, I, I never, I don't know. Vinyl, vinyl for me was, was always a way to get larger versions of cover art. So it was like that last Daft Punk album I bought on vinyl because I was like, man, that robot head looks good. And it sits in a cabinet now. I don't know. My my wife listens to a lot of older music. And so she, we bought a record player. Like I didn't have a working record player for a long time. And she has one. And, you know, we went out to like a thrift store and bought a bunch of weird old records. I bought one that teaches you how to be a trucker. It teaches you like CB radio lingo. Oh, that's cool. It's fucking great. Uh, I see. I see a lot of touring bands, um, and sometimes they'll only have records uh, instead of like CDs, mm-hmm. which is weird to me because it seems like it, those are harder to produce. But they're getting easier. Well, I don't know when I when I was in a band in the mid nineties, uh, you definitely still had bands putting out seven inches. Oh yeah, uh, and it was still like oh we're on, we're, yeah, we're on a split seven <laughs> with uh, with truck dicks and uh, you know they're on the other side. They're, they're you know they're good. We tour doing them a lot. Thing, yeah. yeah, you know. Uh, and and yeah, there were a lot of bands selling their their split sevens and shit like that. Uh, just because I think it was cheaper to do than tapes, uh, even at the time, especially if you were only like cutting one song and splitting the cost with another band, right? Like that, you know, that just gets cost effective at some point. But then, yeah, that got hard at some point after that, and now I think there are more plants spinning up to be able to produce vinyl again. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, it's a lot easier to buy a, a turntable now. Totally right. Yeah. Um, and like good turntables are cheaper than they were. I mean, you can still spend some unlimited like amount of money for a great yeah. turntable if you fucking are not ape-eared or, or whatever. But um, I, yeah, I don't know. That that's kind of not for me. We have a the the record player we bought has a built-in speaker, and yeah. it's just it's it sounds tinny and not great, but it's fun and it's fine for what we're using a record player for. Very rarely, uh, which is for me to learn how to say what's your 20 like uh, appropriately when I want to know where someone is at to see 20 is location. 10, 20 is location. Oh yeah. What's 10 40. 
I don't know what 1040 is. Well, talk to me when you know what 1040 is. Yeah. Maybe next week you'll know what 1040 is. I'm only up to, you know, 1020. I don't even know what about 101010? I know, I know all about 101021. Uh, I don't know. In the song Convoy, I think he says he's 1010 and doing it to it. Like Pruitt used to do it. What is 1010? To it. There's, I mean, I'll look up that. CB Radio 10 codes. There's a whole page for this. Oh, Google just has like fucking built in results for that. Um, 1040 is is uh, cop code for running silent, meaning no lights, no yeah. siren. Um, well, I don't know. They have a bunch of different potential. False alarm, no activity, premises appear secure. Advise if available, suspicious person, dead animal. So in, apparently in different areas, uh, 1040 might need mean something different. I don't know. 107 uh, means out of service. So like, if you know. You might say if someone passes away that they've permanently gone ten seven. Oh, yeah. You know, if you were friends with some truckers, they might. I'm not friends with any truckers. All right, okay. Ten ten fight in progress. Apparently, huh? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, these don't seem. This doesn't. I'm. I'm going to say that some of this stuff doesn't seem legit because they're saying ten thirty two person with gun. Like not every ten code is meant to be like cop codes. Uh, anyway, that's CB Radio. I feel like CB Radio has twenty two years left before anyone. Oh, is doing yeah, it anymore. no, totally, yeah. Uh, it, I, I mean, f- only a few people are doing it now, but like, right? They're really hardcore on it. But what if it comes back like vinyl did? Oh, you're saying like because it's hard to encode from the government. Well, no, because you could, I mean, you know, they're public airwaves and it's a, an unencrypted transmission. If you want to encrypt transmissions, there are ways to do that too. Um, but, you know, the Citizens Band, CB radio, is meant to be kind of open to, for, to everybody. For, by the people, for the people. When I was in high school, there was a small cluster of people that decided that they were going to get CB radios and put them in their cars, and they did. And I remember thinking that that was cool as shit because I used to have a little shitty radio that would transmit on CB frequencies, but it was a little handheld thing. Uh, and I would sit on a fence uh, in Santa Rosa close to the freeway. Uh, my grandparents had a place that kind of, you know, it was a farm and had a lot of land that would get very close to the freeway oh. and so we'd get kind of close to it and you could kind of talk to truckers and so we were just little kids talk it was like that movie we were just like talking shit to truckers and they would get super pissed off but they couldn't fucking find us what are they going to do the truckers driving by yeah, they got white- they throw a bottle full of piss at you i don't know are they going to pull over and say like i got white line fever and then like break me in half like maybe but you know they'd have to find i'm gonna go first. over the top right yeah and crack They're your arm turn off their hat around and fucking do this whole thing like no that's probably not gonna it's probably not going to go that way. Um, <laughs> Fram says 1080 snowboarding came out 20 years ago. What are your thoughts on said game? It's cool. Mm, never really a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, Staple gun says those are the only kind of takes you're going to hear around here. That's right. No one else is brave enough to say it's okay, it's okay. or not really a fan. Yeah. These blazing fucking takes here. 
Uh, Staplegun says, if you thought about covering more mobile games on the site, I tried sometimes tried to find new things on the Play Store, but there's just so much noise and garbage games. Uh, we pick and choose. You know, I, th- I think with with all our coverage, we kind of pick and choose the, yeah. the games we're interested in. And when we're interested in a mobile game and feel like there's something to show, we show it. And then there's a loud cluster of people who say, stop showing these fake video games. Like still in 2018, there's still well, 2017. I don't think we cover anything there. Um, I feel like uh, whenever I find when I talk about on the bombcast a little bit, and that's kind of the extent of what I'm willing to do, unless it's like revolutionary or something but yeah like, like I'm, I'm not a like million onion it. hotel i was excited to talk about because yeah. it was weird and cool and like that was it and i was like okay because i mean phone games already don't have a long shelf life unless they're and, and there's some stuff with khalifa's weed farm right yeah and they're, they're always having more events yeah. like the valentine's day event was dare i say it lit <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know. Like, there, the, I think I feel like a lot of the games that are coming out that like companies are trying to push are not the games I care about at all. When they're like sending us emails saying Vain Glory is adding a five v five mode and you should cover it, and I'm like, nah, I don't even, I don't care at all about that. Um, but I have been playing Smashy Road. I don't think it's very good, but I've been playing it. Is it on par with Crossy Road? No. Okay, you've said enough. It's like it's like a GTA car chase, the rules of a GTA car chase, but in a in a pixel art isometric view mobile game. Okay. So if you run into a wall and get stuck there and cops bar you and you get arrested, game over. Okay. So it's like how long can you stay on the run? Yeah, that's it's, not bad. It's not like, you know, it, it, there's something about the feel of it that is kind of nice, but that there's just kind of not enough of a game there, let alone for them to make a sequel, which has an online mode, which I like there's something about online modes in mobile games that feels like fucking magic yeah but also not something i'm interested in doing on a phone where like they've got a full car combat game in this thing or like all those play online shooters with other players. like 3v3 shooters yeah and... or like you know like you know PUBG. yeah on your phone yeah. like in some theory like a battle royale style game on a phone is doable and would be fun i guess but i just don't I'm not looking for experiences on phones that replicate and shrink experiences I'm already having on more capable platforms. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to check out that Final Fantasy 15 mobile game, though. I've been hearing some okay things. It just, yeah, I don't know. Like the the conceptually, I still get that confused with the Arnold Schwarzenegger game that they reskinned to be a Final Fantasy War game. War of empire of conflict con yeah world at tanks world of empire conflicts colon the fire final age. fantasy 15 colon the fires inside age uh you got anything over there no oh, all right cool cool well we're just about wrapped up over here let me uh just take one last look through these questions here do I still play a WWE Supercard at all? No. No, I still have it installed, but I haven't played it um, in, in some time. I got weirdly into that WWE fighting, Injustice-style fighting game. Yeah. That thing... That was okay. That thing was okay. Yeah. Like, the, it, was, it was nice because they did fun art for it. Yeah. Like fun costumes like for wrestlers. Like the Gravedigger was a ghoulie looking dude. Yep, the Gravedigger was a ghoulie dude. <laughs> That that wrestler, the grave digger, was a ghoulie. 
Oh, uh, what's his name? Everyone's favorite wrestler, the Grave Digger. I remember. The grave Robber. He went tw- uh, 20 and 0. Igor the Scoundrel? God. Yeah, Igor the Scoundrel skeleton had this whole Bob. long feud with Skeleton Bong. And, skeleton Bob. Uh, no, you got it wrong. It was actually Skeleton okay. Bong. Uh, sorry to correct you there. He <laughs> fought Bigfoot, right? The yeah, no, Bigfoot fought Grave Digger uh, for for the big gold belt, uh, and the whole thing went on. Uh, so there was there was a big wrestling happening last night. I don't know if you. I, heard, I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about Raw. Yeah, it was like they had one match. It was a gauntlet match, so it was like technically kind of seven matches or six six matches, I guess. Um, but it was one kind of contiguous thing for like two hours of their three hour show. Wow, it was weird. Hell of a performance uh, from uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, in that match, I like him. Like, hell of a show. Uh, wrestling, still bad. <laughs> Thanks. Just put just to put that out there. The day you come to me and say wrestling is good, full stop, end of sentence, is when I know we finally crossed over and we're like in the. It's been a long time since tower. I have. Uh, felt the need to tell someone who does not watch wrestling about a wrestling thing in a like no you like an in an emphatic way uh it's it, it it takes it takes a lot that that barrier has only gotten crossed like a few times over the years uh and i think that's going to do it for us uh here any chance you'll look at the new stellaris expansion probably not i don't i don't i have not played base stellaris i don't know if anyone here did isn't dave really into stellaris it seems like it seems like like something was talking a lot about kind of a dave game yeah seemed like he would he'll play some stellaris but uh yeah i i don't uh i i'm not uh i'm not looking at that i'm looking at saving arlene a garfield game for playstation (laughs) 2 I ordered cables and all this other stuff to make PAL games run properly. This is <sighs> that's probably not going to happen this week, but I'm because I'm still working on it. But keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled for that nightmare. I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the after show. Uh, blast minutes with Ben and Jeff. Can I make the title about hentai? Sure.